but just because there is open space on my calendar does not mean that it needs to belong to someone else. It can belong to me. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. We are so close to one of my favorite times of year. We're so close to summer. We are so close to school being out. And one of the reasons why I love this time of year is because I made the decision a couple of years ago that I would work less in the summer. My kids are home. We do part-time daycare in the summer. So they're home with me two days a week and then obviously the weekend. So I made the conscious decision that I was going to work less so I could really spend these years with them, you know, the summers that we have together. And I, I love summer. Who doesn't love summer? We're, we're busy. We're on the road. We're going to the pool. I want to not have to work as much. But as a photographer, you might be wondering, how the heck is that possible? Because there's about five months of the year that are not miserable in South Dakota. And so typically... That's when photographers are busy. That's when we're working. And for me, that's not necessarily the case. So I want to walk through how I work less in the summer because this isn't just the type of thing where I decide, I guess I'm just not going to work in the month of July. There's quite a bit of effort and planning that goes into a decision like this, but it's also completely doable depending on certainly like the type of photography you do, the type of business that you have, and to what extent you want to take off work. But I want to show you today that this really is a possibility and something that I'm excited to share. So the first thing that I think we should start with here is consider your why when it comes to wanting to work less. Because quite frankly, for some of you, you might be listening to this and thinking like, well, I don't want to work less in the summer. It's finally nice outside. This is when I get my best work. And that's great. So maybe this is not a priority for you. I know for me, I'm the type of person who I've always liked a little hustle and a rest, like hustle and rest, hustle and rest. I tend to go pretty hard and then crash. <laughs> and I'm working on that because to an extent, that's not necessarily always the healthy choice. But I like having these seasons of hustle and then having seasons of rest to look forward to. I think where, and I've talked about this before, I think where we head into burnout, where we're doing that too much, is not having like a light at the end of the tunnel, not consciously saying, in July, this all stops. I'm not going to work as much. But as long as you have that in mind, then I'm all for a season of hustle. So for me, I've always liked that pattern of a little hustle, a little rest. I love the cyclical feeling of a school year like the start and the end I've always really liked that it feels good to me and so to run my business kind of similarly to a school year really really works especially because I've got little kids so think about what your goals are if this is something that you want um, and what that looks like when I was a photographer just shooting everything not just niched in brands I would usually take off the months of like December, January, February, because those were just months that I naturally wasn't working as much because it was so miserably cold. And we had just come off of a really busy fall season. So maybe that is a better fit for you. I think that first taking a look at where in your calendar 
you're noticing patterns is one of the first things to do here to be able to figure out where where are times of the year that you can work less without it impacting your business in a super negative way. Um, and so that's where I started. I would just take off December, January, February. I wouldn't say no to everything that came my way, but for the most part, that was a season of rest for me. I work with a lot of photographers and notoriously every single January, like I can set my watch by it. Everybody is panicking in January because it's very bleak outside. Like the weather is not helping. We just came off of this like high of Christmas and family, but also that's a lot. (laughs) And then we're in January and no one's booking because it's cold outside. No one's thinking about April and May and everybody panics. And I think that the big difference between taking off those months and being okay with it and panicking is simply making a conscious decision that you're going to approach those seasons with rest in mind. It really does just come down to a little bit of planning so you can have that savings account from your busier times of the year or think about different ways to like diversify your services. So it's some planning and then it's just a mindset shift. It's a mindset shift to look at that season instead of from a place of Uh, scarcity. I'm not booking. I'm so scared. I'm not making money. Looking at it from a place of abundance and being able to say, look at all this time. Look at all this rest that I can take. And if you plan ahead, if you're using that really busy fall season to pad your bank account and to make sure that you're okay um, from like a, a budget perspective and a savings perspective, then that can be a really beautiful season of rest that you don't have to panic through. And just to keep that in mind during those slower seasons. You know what I love? Coming home after a long day of work and sweating away in a hot kitchen for over an hour just to get a meal on the table my family all complains about. Oh wait, no. No, I actually don't love that at all. I love the idea of a family meal together and it's something that is incredibly important to me, especially as my kids get older, but man. Dinner time is one of the most stressful times of my day. Or at least, it used to be. Lately, I have been relying on chilled freezer meals, especially during busy weeks when I simply don't have the capacity to cook dinner or remember to eat lunch myself. Chilled makes mealtime simple, with frozen meals for local pickup and home delivery to communities throughout eastern and central Iowa, and they ship meal bundles nationwide. They have convenient options for conventional meals, as well as choices for those following a gluten-free or keto lifestyle. Chilled meals are budget-friendly with options in sizes from single-serve to portions for large families. We are huge fans of the cracked chicken sliders and mini lasagnas, and I always throw in a couple orders of breakfast burritos when I order my weekly dinners. They are so slick for days I forget to eat breakfast or lunch, which sometimes is all the time. You can get 10% off your first order at chilledfreezermeals.com with the code MADDIE, M-A-D-D-I-E. That's chilledfreezermeals.com and the code MADDIE to get 10% off your first order. It's also important to look at what is realistic and doable for you based on the business that you have. So if I was a wedding and family photographer, it would not be as realistic for me to take off the majority of the summer or to work less in the summer. However, even when that was the case, I still had boundaries around what my schedule looks like. And that is doable no matter what your business looks like, right? So my boundaries were 
I only shot, so at this time I was shooting anything that would come my way. And then I also had a day job. So my rule was I would not shoot more than one evening per week because I wanted to be home with my family or just home not working. So I would not shoot more than one evening per week. I did not shoot weekends unless it was a wedding. If I was shooting weddings, I did not shoot more than two weekends per week and not back-to-back weekends in the summer months. And then during the non-summer months, I would only shoot one weekend per month, typically. I mean, obviously, I always like to say I'm the boss and I make the rules, so I can break the rules if I want to. But those were what I used as like my guiding pillars when I was making decisions on how busy I wanted to be. So maybe that's something that you can do if you can't, um, if you don't have a ton of control over your schedule, that's a possibility. Just having boundaries about when you are working. Now for me, brand photography is not really seasonal, but it's also kind of seasonal. (laughs) I will explain. Uh, When I first started working with brands, the biggest transition that I had to make was that I no longer had those off seasons unless I was really cultivating them. That's because there's a lot of different types of brand photography. So like product photography, headshot photography, that can happen very easily in the winter and oftentimes does because people are kind of hibernating and getting stuff done. Personal brand photography tends to happen during the fall and the spring, but can also happen year round. Commercial like product photography, I kind of mentioned this already, but that depending on the brand that you're working with, that can be literally year round depending on when they're doing launches. So brand photography is not necessarily seasonal. And so I wasn't getting those natural breaks in my calendar like I used to. However, when I looked at my calendar, I did realize that there were seasons that were really busy and seasons that were not as busy. And I realized that I could capitalize on that. So for me, that still looked like a pretty busy fall because a lot of my clients are getting ready for like launches and product releases for the winter months. And so my September, October, November were pretty busy. December was less busy and December was also very busy from the personal side, right? My kids are off of school for two weeks. We've got family holidays. I'm busy running errands and getting stuff ready for the holidays. So that made a lot of sense to me to work leading up until December and then really uh, mostly take off the month of December. And then I noticed a similar pattern in the spring and summer. Spring was really, really busy. I usually, I mean, honestly, from about January through June, there are certainly upticks where it's busier, but January through June is really steady and June is usually pretty crazy. And then July, we were really busy on the personal side. We usually take a couple like family vacations. We've got long weekends planned. We go to the lake. And so July was busy on the personal side and not as busy on the photography side. And so that made it really, that was another easy decision to say, okay, well, let's work through spring and then take off the month of July as much as possible and hopefully even the month of August or kind of see what that looks like. It's also important to pay attention to what works for you and what you want. So I mentioned in December and July, and those are the two months that I I'm most consciously taking off, not working. The months of December and July are really busy for my family. So it makes sense that I just can't be as busy at work. There are also months where I don't really want to leave the house. It's either really cold or really hot. And I don't really want to be behind the camera shooting in those environments. Like I could do it, but I would rather not. 
So that was a big thing too. Um, I don't really want to be shooting during those times of the year. And so it just lined up with the larger goal of not working as much during those times. Once I figured out the times of the year that I didn't want to be working as much and I wanted to really scale back, I had to revisit my goals. And I think that this is another really important thing to consider and something that I've had to work through with clients. Like, Because I've had clients lately who have said, okay, don't want to work in the month of January. I'm taking January off. December was crazy. I'm excited to take January off. And they do it, but then I would say 10 days into January, they're panicking because they're not working in January, right? Like it's what they wanted, but they didn't get their head like fully around the idea of what that looks like. And so understanding that your goals during those seasons are going to look different and that's okay. So my December usually does okay because of some things that I've done to still create income during that time, even though I'm not working as much, like doing payment plans and that sort of thing. But my July is notoriously pretty awful from a income standpoint compared to the rest of the year. It is still perfectly fine and I'm very proud of it. But if you compare it to June or if you compare it to September, it does not even hold a candle. And that's like something that I have to continually work through mentally. It's fine. I'm safe. I've got a savings account. I did the planning necessary to make sure that that can be a lower income month and everything is okay. But as somebody who, I mean, as an entrepreneur, as a, as a high achiever, that's difficult for me to look at. And so just understanding that your goals are going to look different that month, your income might be lower, but your time is more abundant and your just pure enjoyment out of like the summer months is higher. And that's more what we're measuring goals against during that time, as opposed to what you're bringing in from a paycheck perspective. And again, you can do that because you are the boss. Some other practical things that I do to make those months where I'm working less work for me is I scale back on what I'm doing. So at this point, my business is like a three to four legged stool, depending on when you ask me. I have brand photography and all that entails. I've got the coaching side of my business. I've got White Space Studio and I have the podcast. And so there are a lot of things happening at any given time. And if I am working less, something's got to give. That's just how it is. So this podcast episode is set to come out on May 19th. I'm actually recording it on April 29th. That's not that far ahead of schedule. I try to stay about a month ahead of schedule. But today, I am recording about eight other podcast episodes that will go live over the course of the summer. So that's one thing that I'm doing to be able to work less in the summer. I'm trying to take the podcast entirely off my plate. Now, a lot of this is due in part to an amazing team. I've got the team at Molly Knuth Media that does the editing. My assistant, Kenzie, does almost all of the post-production when it comes to graphics and show notes and all of those things. So I'm very lucky that I can rely very heavily on the team and those things can happen without me. So I can pop into Asana, our project management software, and approve things, okay things before they go live, but I can batch record up front so I'm not needing to record during the summer months when I'm really limited on time. So that's one thing that I'm doing right now in general. A lot of stacking or batch days is really important if you have a limited work schedule. 
So that could look like scheduling all your meetings for one day or maybe even a couple photo shoots on the same day if that's a possibility. I want to get the absolute most out of every single day. And so making sure that I'm using my time really wisely is really helpful. I also, again, I rely heavily on a team. A big part of why I'm able to take the time off that I want to take off is I don't do the majority of my editing anymore. I outsource at least like the larger galleries and they come back so fast. So my clients are getting their images faster and I'm not, you know, I don't have hours of work ahead of me after a shoot. I've got maybe one hour and then someone else takes care of the editing. Now, I obviously have boundaries around the days that I work and then what I do on those days. So last summer, I had Monday and Tuesday to work and then either Thursday or Friday. Um, Ideally, I would send my kids to daycare on Friday and not work half the day, maybe do a happy hour. But when I'm only working three days a week, sometimes that's not realistic. And quite frankly, in the summer, we're busy. Like we're just, we're kind of a busybody family. And so a lot of the time on Fridays in the summer, we are leaving town anyway. We're going to the lake. We're going to go see friends. We're doing something. And so it wouldn't make much sense for me to essentially waste a daycare day when we're going to pull the kids out early to hit the road anyway. So that's just kind of um, something that I've, I guess I've given up, but I feel like I'm gaining so much more. So it's a small thing to, you know, not be able to have like early happy hour with my husband. It's okay because the rest of the week really works in in my favor and I'm super happy with it. And there are certainly some Fridays where we can do an early happy hour. But so that's my typical work schedule. I work Monday, Tuesday, and then Thursday or Friday, depending on the week. So then the kids are home with me on Wednesday and either Thursday or Friday. I like this schedule because I really like working Mondays and I'm going to be totally honest with you. Five of us home all weekend. I'm ready for Monday. I mean, I think every mom ever relates to that. I'm ready to send them to daycare on Monday and they're ready for a change of scenery too. So that works really well. It also means that I'm super front loading my weeks, which I really like to do. I love to get less busy as the week goes on, have less on my plate as the week goes on. Um, And I'm able to do that with this schedule. It also means, it means so many things. It also means that I am um, pretty uh, specific about what days I'm shooting or meeting people because I only have a couple of days every week. I like to shoot on Tuesdays and Thursdays anyway. I just would prefer not to shoot Mondays because I'm coming off of that weekend. Um, And I don't love to shoot on Fridays because I'm going into a weekend and kind of finishing up stuff from the week. And um, so Tuesdays and Thursdays work really well for me to shoot, which means in the summer, I'm probably mostly shooting on Tuesdays, right? It's just process of elimination. So again, I'm just really careful about what I load my weeks with, when I'm shooting, how often I'm shooting, and then the rest of the week, what needs to get done so I stay on track. If you're listening to this episode and you're like, well, this is great, Maddie, but I just have a really hard time believing that this is something that I could do in my own business, I really encourage you to have an open mind when you look at your schedule because this really is possible for a lot of people, certainly not everyone. Nothing that I do is going to be applicable for everyone. But I think that there are so many creatives headed for burnout because we just say yes so 
often and we don't have boundaries around our schedules. And there's no shame in that. You, you need to understand that your availability does not necessarily equal your availability. And this is something, this is a lesson that I learned time and time again. But just because there is open space on my calendar does not mean that it needs to belong to someone else. It can belong to me. And that is true whether it's a time of the year that I'm taking off or not. And it's also true for you. So take a look at your calendar from previous years. See when you're really busy and maybe when you're not so busy. And if this is something that you're interested in, start playing with the idea of taking some time off for an extended period of time. What has to happen to make that happen? Can you save a little bit more during your busy times of the year? Can you make that mindset shift for your less busy times of the year to think of them as a gift and a really wonderful season of rest as opposed to panicking because there's a lack of something? This is one of the best things I've ever done in my business. I get excited for the end of the school year just like my kids do. And I love that. It's just so special and so magical, especially at the ages that they are. And um, it's also really good for me because like I said, those spring and fall times are busy, busy, busy. And having a light at the end of the tunnel to look forward to where I can say, okay, this season is so worth it because pretty soon I'm going to be working so much less that uh, it really makes it a schedule that works really well for me and my life. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.